afternoon, Rema Society. I am back again with another episode. Welcome back to Rema Society Podcast. If you're new here, hi, my name is Susie. And today we are going to be speaking about you becoming someone worth knowing. Okay. And how do you become someone worth knowing? You are becoming somebody that is spreading the good news of Christ. You are becoming somebody that is bringing out words of goodness, words of richness into people's lives. And when people see you, they are benefiting from so much. When people hear you, they are benefiting from so much okay that's becoming someone worth knowing and someone worth knowing is the salt of the earth somebody worth knowing is the light of this world somebody worth knowing is somebody that is christ-like somebody worth knowing is somebody that is not consuming in the things of this world and not being led by the sins of this world but being consumed by the love and mercy of god and being led by the holy spirit that is somebody worth knowing because this world is temporary. This world is it's with, within limits. It's within boundaries. But within God, they lack limits. Within God, they lack boundaries. So you need to hold on to that person. So let's go on to verse. I said verse. <laughs> let's go into Matthew chapter 5 verse 13 to 16 and if you have notes please write this down so you can read it again once you're meditating and once you're praying you pray over this to become your life okay so matthew chapter 5 verse 13 it says you are the salt of the earth so within that statement you can't argue with it because that's what god has said God didn't say you should be the salt of the earth. He said you are the salt of the earth. And I am reading in the NIV version. Okay. So he says you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, light your, let, your, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. So in the beginning of this verse, it gave us what we are our purpose our point of life and it says you are the salt of the earth and in conclusion it's told us why it's just to give glory to our father in heaven of course it's to share our light and our saltiness with other people other people that lack that salt other people that lack that light but in conclusion is to give glory to our father in heaven so within your mission of being a salt of the earth and within your mission of being the light of this world do not make it about you so remove the selfishness that may come with it because there's many people that were the salt of the earth there's many people that were the light of this world and within that is meaning they were ministers they were pastors they were they were servants of God. They had that mission. They understood the assignment. They understood what their goal in this life was. But they became arrogant with it. They let it clothe them. They let their, their, their status guide them. Instead of allowing the purpose of your, your goal to guide you. Which is to give glory to God. Okay, our goals within our purpose is, of course, for other people to benefit for, but the glory, it remains for our father. So in this verse 13, it also questions, how can it be made salty again if the salt loses its saltiness? Okay, and 
before we we then answer how do you keep your saltiness or how do you become salty you need to understand how did you lose it okay so every time we lose something we go back and when was the last place i put it or how did i lose it that's the that's the that's the question that always comes into our minds when we lose something how did i lose my keys how did i lose my phone and then this question we're asking how did i lose my saltiness you might be listening and you might be thinking i am no longer what i was before when i first accepted christ i'm no longer vibrant i'm no longer motivated i can definitely say the same for myself i'm no longer where i was because i three years ago i was totally motivated to share the word of god i was totally you know i was pushing myself i need to do this and which is why i started from a society one year ago nearly but and now i've understood that i'm no longer that same person i'm no longer sharing i'm no longer making videos and motivating others i'm no longer making episodes i've become consumed by the disencouragement the doubts the guilt i've been consumed by it but i understood it's not only that it's because I was disconnecting with God. How do you lose your saltiness? Disconnecting with God. You're no longer hearing God. God is far from you. God is distant. His voice is far. But his word says, make sure that his word doesn't, your, your mouth doesn't distance from his words. You have disconnected with God. You're no longer praying. You're no longer meditating. You're no longer hearing his word. You're not participating in what Jesus Christ would do. You're no longer eating with your with your fellow Christians. And within eating, I don't mean like literally eating food, but I mean sharing the word of God, praying together, speaking on the things of God, sharing his word with others. You're no longer doing that. And that's one way of you losing your saltiness with you losing what is what is within you that people might not have that you might need to share with others and the other one is not knowing your identity and with many christians that i speak to especially young christians many of them do bring up the thing of purpose and i think it's not only a christian thing but i think it's just a young person's thing of knowing your purpose at a very young age okay understanding who you are who am i meant to be i don't know my identity i don't know what god wants me to be i don't know where i'm going and of course it's very normal because we're growing up we're becoming adults where we're starting to plan the way we want our lives to be but you need to understand don't jump to your desires before god has even entered into your desires You're not giving him space, which is why you don't know your identity. Because you want to lead so much that you're not allowing God's space to move. It's okay to plan the way you want things to be done. It's okay to have desires. It's okay to have needs and wants. But it's not okay to not hear what God also wants. Because that's when you become confused. Because after all, he's the master of everything. So no matter what desires we have, no matter what needs and wants we have, God is the only one that reigns. God is the only one at the end of it that takes all the glory. So give him space to move. Give him space to say what he thinks he needs in your life. Give him space to tell you who you are. And the other one is not leaving hints of your faith in your environment. And I know this will really be relatable to many young Christians out there. You're going to parties with your friends, you're drinking alcohol, you're, you're, you're sleeping with multiple people. You're doing this, you're doing that. And trust me, I've been there. You're, you're no longer 
You're no longer leaving hints of your faith, masturbation, addiction to porn. Okay, lust, greed, evil has corrupted your whole faith. And now you're no longer leaving hints of your faith, but you're leaving hints of the devil's seeds everywhere around you. And now people just know you as somebody from this world. But you're not from this world. You're in this world. You are somebody that is from Christ. You are somebody that is from the kingdom of God. And it's never too late to walk back and say, no, 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 no. This is not me. It is never too late. All it takes is that little seed of faith. The Bible says even a small seed of a small grain of faith can move a mountain. So imagine what it can do within your life. It can move much more than a mountain. It can remove all of those things that the devil has kept within you. It can remove all of those, those words that people were saying on top of you. It can remove all of the things, the seeds, that, the bad seeds you were leaving around you. And now you're leaving good seeds of faith. And now there's people eating from those seeds. There's people eating from those fruits. That's what you need to understand. So, and then this verse continues. It says, how can it be made salty again? Okay. How can you be made salty again? Like I said, it's never too late for you to go back to your father. Okay. Sharing your testimony. Becoming Christ-like. Bringing back those who were lost into the presence of God. Your neighbor needs to know you are someone of faith and prayer. So I think what this mostly is about is you and others around you need to know that you are from God. But it starts with you. So that's how you keep your saltiness. You knowing that you are the salt of this earth and the light of this world. You knowing that you have a God that is within you that is greater than anybody and anything in this world and out of this world. That's how you know. It starts from the heart. In your heart, you need to seek for that God, which means look inside of your heart and look at all the good things that God has done for you. Look at all the places that you've been, the situations that you've been in, the people that you were with. And look how God has always brought you back into his arms. Look at the sins that you committed. Look at the bad things that you've done in your life. And look how God still looked at you with eyes of love and eyes of mercy. That's how you will understand that I need to share this. It doesn't even need to be a long testimony, but it could just be a small thing like, guys, I committed this. I done this. I experienced this. I went through this situation, but look how God has brought me out of it. Look how God has helped me. Look how God has looked at me with his eyes of mercy. That's how you can share a testimony. Becoming Christ-like. And becoming Christ-like is by reading and knowing what God, God was doing, what Christ was doing. You go back into the book of Psalms. You go back into this book. You go back into that book and you see what Christ was doing. You examine it, you analyze it, and you try to become like that. And also, bringing back those who were lost into the presence of God. And I know that there's many people around us that are lost. There's many people around us that don't know who God is. There's many people that are around us that don't even know what the word of God is like when it's attached to your life. And it's beautiful. Life becomes beautiful. So you need to understand that. And how do you bring them back into the presence of God? You make them know who your God is. 
Because the first question they will ask is, who is God? Because you're trying to bring them back into the presence of God. But you see, when we're on our way to someone and there's children in the car, they always ask, where are we going? Who are we going to see? Are we there yet? Those are the three questions that they always ask. So when you're bringing back people who were lost back into the presence of God, it's like they have become like children. They don't know who God is. They are naive in this situation. So you need to allow them to know who God is. Who is God? Where is God? Where can I find him? Have I found him yet? That's what they're going to be asking. So your neighbor needs to know you are someone of faith and prayer. If not, then it's going to be a situation of, ah, he's 50-50, so I'm 50-50. When you are 100%, your neighbor is going to be able to depend on you to also become 100%. When you are 50-50, your neighbor is also going to become 50-50. Especially if it's a neighbor that they don't really have a strong relationship with God. Unless themselves, they found that that strength within themselves to push themselves to become 100% full on with Christ. But when they start seeing that you are in and out with the word of God, they also will follow you in and out with the word of God. And that's something that we are not sent to do. But in Matthew 28 verse 18, let's go to verse 18. It says, then Jesus came to me and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of age. So it says, then Jesus came to them and he said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And since we are Christ like, you need to remember that not only has it been given to him, but it's also been given to you. And then we need to go out and share that I have authority in heaven and on earth. I have authority because I am a Christ ambassador. I'm Christ like I'm a Christian. So you need to understand that you have that power to stand and tell that obstacle and tell that situation and tell that spirit from the world of darkness to move and to leave. You have that authority. Don't let this world minimize the strength that is in you. Don't let this world minimize who you are. Let the presence of God maximize your total strength. Maximize your total capacity to being a child of God. When we lose our testimony and we are separating ourselves from the life of holiness, of life of sanctification, we lose our flavor. And I want to ask you, what is really the reward for you to lose your flavor or your saltiness? What is the reward for you to lose your identity? What is the reward for you to abandon your mission on this earth? What's the reward? Is it fame? Is it cars, houses, money? I don't know what it is, but it is nothing compared to the glory that you will receive in heaven once you've accomplished everything you need to do on this earth. So you now need to understand what type of taste should I have? What type of flavor do I need to have within me? 
Because we are set aside. We don't have the taste of the world. We don't have the flavor of this world. That's why whenever there's certain people that want to taste you, they will spit you right out. Because they, they're not really used to that type of flavor. They're not really used to that type of taste that you have. Because you have the taste of the word of God. So that's the taste that you should have. And within that taste, it means you need to nourish your whole being within the word of God. Meaning meditating should become a regular routine. Meditating and studying the word of God should become regular for you. When you are speaking, you are speaking according to the word of God. That's what happens when you meditate. That's what happens when you're nourishing your spirit within the word of God. People need to feel you releasing the word of God. So not only hear you, not only see you, but they can feel Feel it because it's something that is spiritual. It's something when you're nourishing and meditating the word of God, it's not just you're just reading and you're just memorizing some scriptures. No, it's also you feeding the spirit so that when you're speaking, your spirit is now feeding other people's spirits. Let me go on Titus chapter 2 verse 7. So if you're writing down, please write down all the verses that I've been sharing. So that when you go back and you finish this episode, you can reread it and reread it and reread it. So Titus chapter 2 verse 7, it says, In everything, set them an example by doing what is good. In everything. And it's very easy to say set them an example, but it's very it's actually very hard to be an example. Because... We live in a world where it's very easy to fall into temptation. It's very easy to fall into sin. It's very easy to neglect the word of God and just say, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore. I just want to be a pastor of this world. And a pastor just means just living in this world and just living by the rules of this world. But once you understand that the God that lives within you is greater than any person that is in this world and out of this world, you understand that it's not by your strength. Neither is it by your might, but it's by his spirits. And his spirits will lead you to be an example. You just need to surrender yourself to his spirits. You need to devote yourself to his spirits. You need to be able to open your spiritual eyes and see that many things of this world, it's not physical. So the battle is not physical. What you're fighting for is not physical and what you're fighting for many people outside they will look at you and know what you're fighting for and they will hate you for it so you need to understand that devoting yourself to christ is the only way that you can gain victory because by your strength these people that will just look at you and hate you because they see the light that is in you they see the salt that is in you they see the star that is on top of you they will destroy you They will try their very best to challenge you. But when they see that there's something in her that is greater and more superior, they will fear you and bow to you and kiss your feet because they've now understood that they can't fight you. They can't. And so, have you ever prayed for God to meet a need in a certain way, but... The answer didn't come immediately. So let's say 
he was like god i need you to help me in this situation i owe people money or i'm going for a really bad situation you're just like god i need you to help me and you continue to seek his will but it appears that he's silent but god is always at work it might not seem like he's at work but trust me he is working daily every minute even right now in my life he's working in your life he's working in your parents in your siblings in your family's life he's working and he is in many ways orchestrating the blessing he's sending so how should you wait for your prayers to be answered one of the best ways to wait is within confident expectation so you're not waiting you say i don't know if god will actually do no you're waiting you're saying i know god is going to accomplish this for me i know it so waiting within faith being the salt of this earth and the light of this world you need to be confident because you as well you will go for situations. You will go for problems. And all of the people that were looking at you as like a reference of knowing what good news is. Will then start questioning you. Hmm, will she be strong enough in this situation? Now they're going to challenge you and your saltiness. Your light will be switched on and off. The switch will be challenged. Your saltiness will be challenged. Your flavor will be challenged. To see whether it's real salt or whether this electricity that's connecting to your light is real. And the electricity is God. What is giving your saltiness real salt, real, it's, it's keeping its saltiness, is the presence of God. Because you need to realize when we put salt in food or when we put salt in anything, it always keeps its saltiness. So that's you right now. In every problem, in every situation that you're going through, you're keeping your saltiness. You're not losing it. And in every situation, you as the light of this world, in every situation, if people are challenging your switch, switching it on and off, on and off, you're keeping your light. Because there's some lights, when you switch it on and off way too many times, it dies out, it dims it, or it just dies. The electricity cuts out. But you, you don't die out. You keep your light on. You don't die out, you keep your light on. No matter where you are, whether you are in the darkest room, whether you are in a small room, a big room, in a house, in a venue, I don't know where you could be. You as the light of the world, you are always shining your light. So I carry on to also say, we are also the light of the world. When the light is 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 shining darkness cannot last because no matter where darkness is when there's a light we can always see there's light there i can see there's a light i can see there's a light when people when people saw darkness as normal you being the light of the world you entered within that darkness and you exposed that it's not normal and then they started seeing a change they started seeing wow i can see more clearer now And now people are denying darkness because of you. That's what you need to understand. So I'm going to go in Psalms 108 verse 2. And remember, write down the verses so you can read. 
Psalms 108. Oh, sorry, not verse 2, sorry. <laughs> verse 13, excuse me. And it says, with God, we will gain the victory and he will trample down our enemies. Yes. So just like I said, there will be people that will hate you because they see your purpose on this earth. They see that you are the salt of this earth. They see the way people are benefiting from you. Even with me speaking about things of God and things of, of Christian things and all of these things that I'm sharing, there's many people that don't like me for it because they are understanding that she's sharing the word of God. I'm sharing the gospel. And there's many people that are trying to stop me from sharing the gospel. That's why there's many pastors that are being challenged within their ministry. They're being caught in sin. They're being, they're being, sometimes it is someone's character, but sometimes it is a spiritual battle that's, that's happening. So you need to understand, with God, we will gain the victory and he will trample down our enemies. So I hope this episode really did help you to understand your purpose on this earth. And I hope this episode really under, made you understand that you should become someone worth knowing. Some people need to benefit from what you are. And what you are is the salt of this earth and the light of this world. So thank you for listening. I hope you do continue becoming the salt of this earth and the light of this world. But stay blessed. Toodles.